Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Why. I'm back with my amazing colleague here, Allison. And today we're talking about why the hell does it matter that we're human and what does it do for us and what's the darn point. So stay with us. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Allison, thank you so much for doing this with me again. We kind of don't have a topic, and now we have a topic, so let's talk about the topic of why the heck does it matter that we're human and what importance does it play and... I get a lot of questions like, why would I sign up for this? Like, why, right? Yeah, give us two minutes and we can come up with the deepest questions about why we're here. So so here we are to do all of that. Yeah, I mean, we were we were kind of just chatting about like, what is, were these eternal beings that are here and we're in these human bodies and how important it is to embody your human And what does that even really look like and feel like? And I think just to kind of kick things off, maybe let's round out for those people that haven't been with us or with you since the beginning, the concept of being a spirit in a human body. Yeah. So you've heard, many people have heard the, you are a spiritual being having a human experience, not the other way around. You're not having a spiritual experience. You already are spirit. And so especially a lot of times when I talk about this idea that you have come into this human experience with a family in a particular location at a certain date and time, which gives you your culture and your religion and your food and the way you're going to be raised and your financial status and opportunities or lack of opportunities. And I get a lot of questions on social media, like, why would I choose this life? I would never choose this life. You're wrong. And so I think we should talk about that today. Like, why would we choose this experience? And this gets tricky because a lot of people have a rough go this time around life or having a rough time right now. And why would they choose this? And the other thing that we were talking about as something to discuss is the importance of being a human being and why that matters, why this dense physical body that has emotions and pain and suffering and trials and tribulations and difficulty having childbirth and illness and all that stuff, why does it matter? Mm -hmm. Why would we choose to do all of this? And then the other thing is, what as humans can we do in the physical body to get out of our heads, get out of like the swirl thinking and take advantage of being a human being in a three-dimensional physical body to the best of our ability while we are stuck here? So it's kind of who, what, where, when, and why, right? And the the question is always coming, like I said, of why would I choose this? And we have to, and would would, would have to look at this concept of reincarnation. Or if you don't believe in reincarnation, I guess you could say, well, karma. So you could say karma or like, there's really no reason to suffer unless you've existed before this. There would be no reason for that unless you believe that hell on earth is the hell that one speaks of in philosophy or religion. So it's a very difficult conversation because Why would I choose to suffer? Well, for the experience maybe, or to get you back Mm -hmm. on track, right? So 
either you were, let's say you were in a past life, you were this warmonger who would go into villages and kill all the women and children. And so in this lifetime, you're going to experience the opposite of that in some way, shape or form so that your spirit self can then appreciate, hey, this is what it feels like to be a warmonger. And this is what it feels like to be on the other side of violence. And Mm -hmm. so now I have perspective because the only way to get into a space of true grace, understanding and love is to experience all the experiences that humanity or whatever has to offer. And that's a tough one because people are like, oh, so what you're saying is children that are assaulted or killed or have childhood cancer, I have cancer, whatever it is, you're telling me that I signed up for that. And that's a really difficult conversation to have. Yeah. But for me, I always look at it and go, well, at least it makes sense and I can learn from it. And so to your point, prior to hitting record today, You were having questions about the importance or is there an importance of astrology? Yeah, we were talking about, so I'm, I'm into astrology and I definitely notice, I definitely notice when the planets are moving, when there's a full moon, like I can feel it and I see it and I just feel the energy and I'm like, wow, it's so relatable. Now, maybe not everybody's into this. However, just I'm kind of like a sensitive person and I notice it. So I guess my curiosity when it comes to this type of thing is, all right, so we're, like you're saying, we're humans, we're spirit beings having a human experience. So then there's all these other physical elements that we live within, right? So we're meant to experience fully our bodies, the physical earth, the physical realm in which we live. We're not necessarily, like you always say, meant to be the Buddha on the mountain, not experiencing this physical life. So to kind of even back up a little bit further of the download that you had that said, like, we are placed on this earth at a certain time, location. And if you look at astrology, it's all based on that. It's all based on exactly where you were born, exactly the time you were born, like to the minute. And then you take a snapshot of the sky and you look at that snapshot. And that's essentially sort of like your you could say your your energy map for this lifetime. Yeah. That's how astrology works. So I was always curious as, you know, a physical being going through this experience on earth. It's like, well, how, how does that correlate? Like, why, like, why, why do we have planets that are creating energies for us? Like, what is, what, how does that even relate to that download you got? And what does that even mean? Yeah. Well, as you were sitting there talking about it, I was kind of like looking at the stars in my head and it's almost like this lever is pushed, this lever is pulled, this lever is, you know, levers in fourth position or whatever. Yeah. And it's not so much because like people would be like, well, why does my situation matter with regard to where Pluto's at, right? In the sky? Like, what does that mean? But as you were talking about it, it was more about kind of like a mapping, like the way they're showing it, like a computer chip. It was like, okay, this, when it looks like this, it's going to be this click, click, click computer chip. So that's kind of how they're showing it to me right now is it's more like levers being pushed. And I think we've talked about here before. I mean, you know, the moon affects our tides in the ocean and moves the entire ocean. 
and we are made up of water. So it does make sense that there's some sort of push and pull that affects our our physical bodies with regard to that. The only way I can describe why astrology or like a lot of people are into human design right now, which human design mm. is also based on the day, time and location that you're born and what kind of like qualities you're going to have. Like, are you going to be a leader? Are you going to be a teacher? Are you going to be whatever it is? And so the way that they're showing it to me is the only way I can describe is like a computer chip, a snapshot computer chip of your birth. Um, When you say computer chip, you mean like this is the program essentially for your life. Yeah. It looks like, okay, that gets plugged into that. And people say, well, what about if you have to have an emergency C-section? What if you're delivered early? What if you miscarry? What if you're two weeks late, right? And my response is, then that's exactly the way it was supposed to be. Right. So it's almost like predetermined that you're going to go into labor early or you're not going, you're going to have to be induced. Because people are like, well, what about induced? You know, like you're not really being born on the quote unquote day you're supposed to. And I'm like, no, that's exactly what you're being born is exactly on the day you're supposed to, you know, and so many people have questions like that, like as if we are altering it, are we, or is that baby altering it? Is the universe altering it? Is the universe, you know, making sure that that child isn't born until it's um, exact Uh, day and time that it's supposed to be to those exact parents. And again, I think we talked about this on um, a prior episode, but like they're showing me even in the moments of delivery that sometimes souls will switch places. Like they're just like, yeah, I don't think I'm up for this. Like I thought it was because being human is profoundly difficult. We have these very dense bodies that get sick, that experience pain, experience emotion and suffering that you know, are so affected by negativity um, of other people, you know, like if you were to be a spirit and be on the other side, if you will, you're experiencing that which is God, which is eternally, you know, when people talk, have um, near-death experiences, they talk about that feeling of welcoming love, like that, that overwhelming sense of love. And so we are really separated from that on earth when we have to deal with other humans that have egos and different programs. But if you look at it and you really pulled yourself back, you would see that they're using the word actually right now is it's very orchestrated, which I find fascinating, like that they're making it. They're like, this is just like a play, Mm -hmm. you know, like you guys are, but you just don't know you're in a play. Well, why don't we know we're in a play? Well, if you knew that, it's a play, then you wouldn't experience the lessons in the same way as you do when you don't remember. And a lot of people right now are talking about how the veil is being lifted and we are being allowed to remember. And I did watch something recently where they were talking about the fact that within the next decade that we will be able to fully be aware of who, what, and where we are and and relationship to spirit, relationship to aliens, if you will, and so on and so forth. But I find that right now we're going through kind of this new age energy where people are like, oh my God, I'm so 5D. Like, oh my God, I spend like hours meditating and doing yoga. And it's like, well, that's not really what you're meant to do. 
And I actually have clients that I will tell them, okay, no more meditating, no more meditating, no more taking courses on, you know, hypnosis or anything. Like I want you to go ride a four-wheeler. I want you to go dig a ditch. I want you to go plant flowers because I feel that this desire to be this kind of existential new wave five-dimensional being is actually very unhealthy. When you're talking about that, it's almost like a pulling away from versus Mm -hmm. going like a really knitting yourself into because you're so in your head that I think the real, like the rubber meets the road, right? Like when you have to go deal with people, when you have to go deal with a tough situation, like that's when you show up. Yeah. That's when you're really living the experience. Yeah. And not that there's not a time for everything, like you said, but what better way to learn the lesson than to be in engagement with life and with like being in your body. Yeah. And it, it makes you feel better than the experience, right? So let's say you're supposed to go take an anatomy class in college and you feel that you are much smarter than the professor. You're above the information. And so every time you go sit down in your seat, you're you're rolling your eyes, you're tapping your pencil, you're distracted, you know, you've got your nose in the air. You're not getting any value out of that class, right? And so the human experience is the same way. Like if you're constantly rolling your eyes at the three-dimensional and being better than it, which to me is actually very much in step with religion, right? Like I'm saved, you're not, you're backsliding, I'm on board, I go to church, you know, 22 times a week, or I'm Catholic, so I can have communion, you're not, so you can't. Like there's all this leveling, right? And it's I'm better than this human experience. And it it goes so deep as to, you know, I'm a doctor, you're pickup trash, so I'm better than you. And so it's this kind of othering of humans instead of understanding that we are all one. And so it lessens the beauty of the experience when we're always trying to be or feel that we're more than, like people always say, you know, you put your pants on one leg at a time, right? Everyone goes to the restroom. And so Mm -hmm. we need to remember everyone goes to the restroom for a reason. It's because we're all having this experience and so to poo-poo it, it's it's interesting because I'm doing this project that I'm very physically involved in with this house. And I'm watching these two guys that I'm working very much side by side with. And they're very happy people. They're they're physically working with their hands all the time. They're they're creative, they're problem solvers, they work physically hard, they sleep deep at night they're strong. And I I have been very fascinated and they're wonderful people, but I've been fascinated watching them because, you know, the one is very kind of like existentially a little bit, to be honest. And the other one's kind of like your more meat and potato guy, but they're very grounded people. You know, they're not uh, constantly cycling around in their head, it doesn't seem, it seems like they're very present and you have to be like today we were swinging sledgehammers, breaking up concrete. You cannot be thinking that your butt's too big when you're swinging a sledgehammer and breaking up concrete. You just can't, you have to be present. And I think that we are missing that 
And as I just said that we are missing that, they're showing me the concept and forwardly motion of this change in education and the change of the workspace because we've gotten ahead to this point by being the smartest guy in the room. And I think that that it's going to switch so that we can appreciate all types of people in all lines of work that have all different sorts of abilities. Because when I just said that, they're like, yeah, and that's why we're headed in this direction so that people can get back to having farms and planting their food and going for walks and having more leisure time instead of working 80 hours a week, we're going to go kind of backwards a little bit and get more in touch with being humans, more in touch yeah. with being outside, working with our hands, almost to the point where I feel like there's some sort of change in um, like the global like electricity, like something I feel like is going to change where we're going to have to kind of rely more on ourselves more on community. Like it's showing me that it, we're almost headed in the direction of, and I'm not sure why, but what they're showing me right now is like, you're going to be forced to step more inside of your physical body instead of pretending to be the like higher, higher than, you know, like meditating all day. We're not supposed mm -hmm. to meditate all day. Meditating all day. If I were to give someone a prescription of meditating all day, I'd say go four-wheeling go zip lining, go dig a ditch, go, go plant a garden, work with your hands. That is positive meditation. Yeah. And to me, what you're saying is what they call like being in the flow, you know, mm -hmm. when you can get in, they say you can get into that flow state and typically the flow state, I think you can get there through meditation, but you can get there through, typically it's when you're doing something right. When you're doing something physically, sometimes it's a repetitive motion, whatever it is, but you're in that flow state, which I feel like is such a connected space. And I think that's really interesting too, because like personally, I'm one of those people where it's like, I feel like I have to be outside to stay connected and grounded and happy. Like if I don't get outside, I'm not okay. Like I, I have to be outside. So I think it's also something that probably a lot of other people can experience, but when you're not used to being outside or when you're so used to being like in your four walls or living in a space where you're really outside of connection with the earth, it's almost like you probably don't even know what you're missing either. Yeah. You just get so, used to your rut. I was watching this thing. It was a Dolores Cannon or I was reading a book. I don't remember what it was. And it was in the future like maybe a couple hundred years, a thousand years in the future. And they were, she was having a conversation with this person that was under hypnosis and mm -hmm. he was in the future life instead of a past life. And he was talking to her about something and she was like trying to figure out where he lived. Cause that's one of the cues you would use during a hypno hypnotic session is like, well, what does your house look like? Let's go to your house and one of the questions I believe, if I remember correctly, that she asked is like, do you live in an apartment? And he started laughing at her and was like, people still live in apartments? Like no one lives in apartments. So I thought that was kind of fascinating that what he was relaying back was that no one would be, there would be no reason to have everybody living in a small space like that without access to the outside. Like we were not meant to live our physical bodies with all of this cement and, you know, no trees, no animals, no whatever. And I think that 
as I've been doing this project more and more, which is forcing me to be outside and working with my physical body for hours and hours and hours toiling away is I enjoy it. And I feel like I'm really going back to who I was decades ago. And I really have tapped back into a very special part of who I am and really understanding what's important to me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. It's just forcing, it's, it's, it's creating a sense of pride in push brooming our garage. Like I just said, I was like digging up like sewage lines right before I did record. And like, we're trying to look for why isn't the toilets flushing and we got to find it and we're digging up and sledgehammering. Like there's something very satisfying in that. And we have gotten ourselves to a place in society where that is less than, you know, working with your hands less than. And I'm here to tell you that it's not, it's actually really tapped in. Like I have the Gucci belts, I have the Prada shoes, I have the Porsche, but I will tell you that, you know, cleaning up this stuff and going through it and getting muddy and taking a shower at the end of the day out of good God need, you know, to be able to climb into my sheets and like barely making it to seven o'clock without shutting my eyes because I'm so exhausted. That is God. That is heavenly. And we're learning through social media and Instagram and television and influencers that that's not where it's at. And I think that people are really missing this physical experience of gardening and physical labor and how beneficial it is. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to, you know, you don't have to love cleaning toilets and doing dishes and digging ditches and trimming your trees and planting a garden, like maybe pick a lane. Right. But I think that we have been sold a bill of goods that physical labor and, and doing physical tasks are somehow beneath us. And I find, or I am finding that it is a part of a very negative program that we're, we're following. Yeah, it's almost like our bodies have gotten left behind because we have the the intellect and the power of going to college and getting your master's and your doctorate and all of these things. There's been such a huge focus on how cerebral we can be that we've forgotten. It's almost like science and art. It's almost like, oh, we've we've we're leaning so much into this like scientific brain that we forget the art of our human body and like how impactful that can be in our lives through experiencing life through your human body. I mean, we don't even, we don't move our bodies for any type of joy. Think about that anymore, right? Like we're not, we're not out there like, yeah, when you're young, you drink and then you go dance, right? You, you get your, your body. So you get your mind so obliterated so that your body can actually move freely mm-hmm. versus Remove going, you know, going out and moving your body for ple- for the sake of pleasure, right? Yeah. For the sake, because it feels good to have a physical experience that is not just, oh, I have to go to the gym so that I can look good, but well, I, I think don't about- like going to the gym. Like, why are we doing that? Why yeah, aren't and- we embodying our bodies? Yeah. And think about when you do dance. So how often are you judged? You know, like if you were going for a walk down the side of the street and you decided to start skipping, 
you're crazy. You're a crazy person. You know, if you're an adult and you start doing cartwheels, like, what are you doing? Like, it's so we're being, and as I'm talking about this, two things are coming up. Like when you were talking about, but while I'm talking about this, they're like, yeah, like we, so when I'm saying the word we in this moment right now, I, I'm coming from a lower plane. It's almost like, uh, I don't even know where I'm coming from right now because I'm not usually tapped into this information. It's almost like a higher self of like a human mind, but it's a collection of human minds. So that's the best way I'm going to be able to describe it. So the way that when I'm tapping into this, imagine I'm talking into like a more of a human psyche, which is we have trained humans to step away from the physical and lean into the intellectual and, you know, move away from having fun and being free and doing all of the things that actually empower humans, that empower Mm -hmm. the spirit of the human. But when you were talking about like getting your doctorate and getting your PhD and getting all of these things, what they showed me is, is yeah, why do you think chat GTP has come in? You know, why do you think that we're doing all this AI is because that will lessen the importance of intelligence. The need, yeah. We're going to, we're, gonna, we're, we're taking away if everyone has $700 and that's it. Everyone has $700. $700 doesn't mean anything because everybody has it. As we move to this AI stuff, everyone's going to have the capability of having the exact same information. And as you were talking about that, I was asking the question to whomever we're tapping into right now, that's the higher ups. I'm like, well, what about like medical procedures? And they're like, well, what's going to happen is, is there's going to be so much like medical information inside of AI that it's almost going to be like an oil change because they're going to have like, when like you put in the prompt, surgeries. yeah, when you put in the prompt, this person has this situation with their heart and that situation, yes, you're going to have to have a trained person, but all the heart surgeons are going to have that information. It's not going to be like, this is the best heart surgeon. They're all going to be able to tap into all of the best information at the exact time. So what they're actually doing with this implementation of the AI is we're like pulling out all the stops for the benefits of being these cerebral smart people. And that being this like, oh my God, I've attained so much information. It's like, so who cares? All I have to do is like talk into my app and it's going to tell me everything you know. You know, it's kind of interesting the way they're showing we're going to go back to more of a physical experience. I don't know how it's going to work out. I kind of can see it, but but it's going to be forced because we're losing ourselves. we're losing ourselves in the wrong things. Yeah. Again. That's so powerful. I think also to just refocus or change the perspective on what our value is as a human being, like what value do we bring? Right. So if there's chat GPT and there's all these different technologies that can play doctor, right? Like there's all these things that are taking away all the, all of the pieces that we thought were going to make us better than, or have value or whatever. So then 
where is our value, right? Like, is it in, when I think about that, and I would love to hear what you see, but when I think about that, I think about like ideas and creativity and a different perspective and creative arts and things like that, that aren't something that you could necessarily, you know, plug in and out pops an answer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which they do have chat. They do have like um, AI logo makers, AI art makers now. You can go in and find like all that kind of stuff where you're like, draw me a picture of this and the AI will create that. So it's going to be really super interesting to see where we go in the future and where we are benefiting. I mean, the fact that they can use, I don't know if you people have seen this, but what is that? Um, it's like a drawer that's uh, like liquid, like a three-dimensional drawer. Oh yeah. Like a 3D pen. A 3D mm-hmm. pen. So like a 3D pen, but instead of it being a pen, it actually goops out cement. So you can 3D draw an entire house and just plug in the information, fill it up with concrete, and it makes you a house, you know, at least the walls and stuff like that. So we're moving into a really interesting space of where's this all headed, but more importantly, why? Why are we headed in this direction that no one... uh, There was a video I was watching of this um, this gal that I follow on, on social. She's brilliant. And she was talking about how she got this brand deal. And so all of the documents came over for the brand deal. And she was like, all right, I'm going to put this into the chat GPT. And so she said, put this in plain speak. And she copied the entire document and pasted it into chat GPT. And it broke down this entire legal document out of legalese into plain speak so she could understand what the heck this document was actually saying to her. And I was just like, I mean what? So now you can like literally comb through a long legal document that makes like literally no sense and make it make sense so that you can not have to meet with a lawyer. You can make sense of the document. You can ask the right questions, change the things you want to change. And I was like, there's just literally no end to this. And so I find that fascinating that if it can make logos and art and documents and legal documents, like I am using it for a lot of stuff, like with my website, because of the fact, why not? Why do I want to write a welcome page on my website when I could say, write a welcome message on a website for a vacation property? It spits it out in two seconds. So instead of me spending my time laboring over something like that, I don't really want to do and spending my time doing that, that it's great, but it doesn't need to be me writing it. I can then go do something outdoors because I'm not sitting there laboring over this document or building this, you know, all this website stuff. So we need to ask ourselves, why are we headed in this direction? Why? Not if, because it's already done, but why are we heading in this direction? What does it mean for humanity? And in that breath, we also need to really start checking back in with our physical bodies and doing the things that connect us to the earth that actually, they, they're they showing over and over and over again, you can Google this, how much being outside and quote, earthing, which is connecting to the earth with you know bare feet or laying in the grass, 
it is a game changer to your physical body. And so I think that if I were to look at it, I would say that's why we're headed in this AI direction is to get us out of, get us out of the cubicle once and for all. Yeah. Get us out of our heads and get us out of our environment and back to the earth. So what, why do you think that the why do you think that there's such a calling to get back to the earth itself? Because the earth for all intents and purposes is, a, is the physical 3D, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're just asking that, what I'm being shown is, is because we are going to have connection with the aliens, which are just us that haven't taken the physical form of being humans. They might live on another planet. They might live in another timeline, dimension, whatever the thing is, Right. And it's coming out slowly, right? It's like trickling. There's Area 51 and now then there's UFOs and now there's UFOs everywhere. And now the government's saying, yes, there's UFOs. Like it's not if, it's definite, you know? And so what does that mean for us, right? So as you were just talking about that, what they were showing me is that we're definitely not gonna be the smartest guy in the room within the next decade, right? Because the, the aliens are gonna be much more advanced than we are. And so when I'm looking at it, it's like they're checking in with us and saying, okay, tell us what it's like to skip. Tell us what it's like to be on a boat or play in the grass. You know, it's almost like an experiment the way I'm seeing it, that we're going to be much more active and inside of knowledge participant of, hey, we're on earth and we're here to experience these things. And now we know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. So what does that mean for us? Because the veil, the belief system that being a doctor or a lawyer or a CEO, what they're saying is, is that's going to disappear, getting on top is going to go away. And when it goes away, what are you left with? When you don't benefit anymore from being the richest or the smartest, because that's taken from us in some way. And again, I I can't quite figure out why it's going to go away. Yeah, Um, we need to know about that, Mayor. I know, right? For whatever reason, they're not showing it to me because I'm like looking at like Dubai I think it has more to do with the facade of money. It's like we we finally realize like when the facade disappears, when this veil drops, we will instantly know that money is make believe. Well, once money is make believe, what the hell are you left with? Right. If intelligence is only a matter of ability. Okay? So let's say you and I we're neighbors, right? And you're super smart, which is great, right? You're super smart. But I don't really give a shit if you know Shakespeare. It doesn't do me any good because we need to figure out how to build a garden between the two of us and what your days to plow are going to be and what my days to harvest are going to be and how we're going to work together as a community. Because you and I now know that money is they just said the word exempt. It's like, it's, it's, it doesn't mean shit, right? So knowing quantum physics and all of the United States history doesn't mean shit because it has been revealed to us that it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. And that's kind of 
what they're showing to me is all of the things that we have placed value on is about to disappear. Yeah. Okay. So when you say about to disappear, what does that timeline look like in your mind? Um, I would say over the next decade, I would say over the next decade. Do you feel like it is something that's going to be a slow, a slow kind of like slow happening over time? Or is it going to be like a one, like a more of a COVID all of a sudden situation? Let's see. So when is money going to, so they're going to try to do this uh, money thing where it's all digitized. They've already started doing it before COVID where they wouldn't accept cash. You, you know, like you'd go into, mm-hmm. you're like, you, we will only accept card, right? So it's already starting. We don't have change. We only could take card. So they already started planting the seed that credit is everything. Well, the way that they can control us with that is A, they can choose when and how and where we can spend our money in proximity to our house. They they Shut will know- that, yeah, they can shut down your cards. So like, let's say you're running from the law, you'll have absolutely no way to the only way we have anonymity is through cash, right? So if someone pays me $1,000 under the table, I don't have to claim that. So if we go to this digitized currency, everything will be tracked all of the time. There's going to be no loopholes. There's going to be no way around taxation. There's going to be no way to pay for drugs on a street corner because- what do you, you'd have to like swap, like, okay, I'll wash your car for drugs. Like it'll turn into a barter <laughs> system, right? You know yeah. what I mean? So it's going to shut down like things like the cartel. It's going to shut down all of these things, right? So that's going to be this first step. They're already starting it with the smart cities and trying to implement that. So they're t- trying to digitize everything and take away our anonymity and our our freedom of kind of spending, right? Spending, buying, purchasing, going and doing freely without being tracked. That's the other thing is you can be tracked 24-7 if every time you spend a cent, it's somehow tracked in digital currency. So I believe that that is going to happen. And then like when I'm looking at that, everything kind of starts breaking down in like like China, I feel like. There's something that's going to go on in China that just starts breaking breaking down somehow. That's when I'm looking at the world map. That's the direction that that's going in. And so it's almost as if the population, it's not so much a matter of the governments, but it's more the population. It's more society. It's the me and you that check out of that system because we realize that we don't need We don't want to be a part of it. So there's going to be people that are good and okay being part of the digitized system. And there's going to be people that are going to want to be free um, and are going to figure out other communities. You're going to see things like commune type behaviors starting up again, very 1970s of people like leaving society. So a lot of that's going to start happening. But I, I see this as probably being over the next like decade. And China's very, very involved in it. It's almost like something's happening with them where they're pulling kind of the the rug out from underneath of us in America. They're going to do something. Well, they own a lot of our debt. Yeah, it's something that's, it creates a situation where the dollar is kind of nothing. And this is not based on all of the recent information outside of the digital cash piece. This is something that I'm just seeing in my head. There's something 
weighty in in China that's going to change the way Americans see all of it where we're just like I can't anymore with this like we literally toil for eight hours a day to bring home four hours of pay yeah what are we doing right you know and it's it's I mean don't get me wrong I think we should have roads and schools and post offices but again this goes back to our education podcast we did a couple of weeks ago where the education system's going to change so much that these socialized kind of benefits, like the post office and all that, that's going to change so much. So it's it's going to be like, okay, we're paying for roads and war at this point with our taxes. Like, what's the point? What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, we're not even going to have any benefit for all these taxes. So, so it's going to be interesting to see how it breaks down. But the thing that I would like to say to people is there's there's no prize at the end of this for sitting in a cubicle or sitting in your apartment and watching television all day. Like get out there. Yeah. You know, you have this physical body and have fun with it. Like skip, skip, dance. You know, like that's the one thing I said forever ago was, you know, like when I talked to dead people, it was like their their thing that I just kept hearing over and over again is you should dance more. Like move your body, enjoy it. You've got these crazy arms and legs and noses and ears and hair. Like have fun with it. Yeah. And Go I think swimming, put your feet in the grass. Yeah. It all. And I will tell you again, like going for a walk and riding your bike or roller skating, that is meditation. We need to get out of this sitting inside of an ashram. Not that there's anything wrong with an ashram, but get out with the people, go meet people. Like I was just telling you before we started, a lot of times I do Instacart because it just makes sense for me to do that. But I can't do Instacart. That's where they go and buy your groceries for you and then bring them to your house. But I can't do Instacart so that I can sit on my couch. I need to do Instacart so that I can go to a park, so that I can go for a bike ride, so that I can go meet with people in a different way. You know, I think that we are creating such, I mean, I will tell you with this project, I, I like right now I have four boxes outside from Amazon for this project because it's a half an hour each way to the closest store here in Michigan. So it makes sense for me not to have to keep driving around in circles, picking stuff up when it can show up at my house. But you know, it's important that you go out in meeting people and going to restaurants. Like we're becoming so isolated that our nervous system is like shocked to be around someone that's chewing or talking or their kids crying. Like we're so hypersensitive post-COVID from for any behavior or noise. We're, we're so insulted and under assault from our nervous systems of never being around humans. And this is the direction that we're headed in is not sustainable. The direction of being isolated, shopping online, never going to the grocery store, never going anywhere, going to drive-throughs, not being in contact with humans. It's universally, it's humanly, it's globally not sustainable for the human condition and survival. It's not. Mm-hmm. And we don't even people- go to bars anymore. Everyone's just swiping light, left and right and they go meet somebody. They're not experiencing, <laughs> you know, going out and meeting people and going to meetups and playing beach volleyball. Like 
they just want to swipe and meet and then is it good or bad or ugly like this isn't sustainable is what i'm saying it's not yes. sustainable this is very sodom and gomorrah this is very you know what what was it when was it sodom and gomorrah where like they like the whole place burnt down or whatever in the bible it feels very unsustainable what everything that's changing right now is changing inside of such a pressure cooker of global change that is completely going to change everything. Yeah. I mean, I think that the amount of change that we're currently under right now is tremendous. Mm -hmm. And I think it's amazing when you start to really take a step back and look at how quickly just I don't know, as, as evolution has gone on, like, look at how quickly we've changed. And yet I, you know, I bet you looking forward, we're going to look back and be like, Oh, we thought that was quick (laughs) about, Hey, remember like 2022, you know, 2020 to like 2030. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's because people are tapping into their intuition and they're actually following it. You know, if you look at people like Einstein, if you look at people like Steve jobs, that information is downloaded those are downloads. There's no such thing as a new idea, right? Like even when I'm sitting here channeling information during this podcast, these aren't my ideas. I'm not this, like, I I don't have these ideas. I would never say these things to a person in my three-dimensional life. This is downloaded. And so as the veil is thinning and we get more and more downloads and more and more people are acting on those downloads, like think about the fact that, like, I think when I met my husband like 17 years ago, I'm not sure I had a phone. I might have been doing like the A, 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 B, texting, you know, and now we walk around with full-blown computers with a 20-some pixel camera attached to it that can, you know, do everything, you know? And we have, you know, Apple watches where we can have full-on conversations with people from our watch. Like that's the shit of movies, you know, and we're now living that. So it's going to happen faster for whatever reason. I mean, it's fascinating to say like, what is going on? But I think the what is going on is because we're moving in a direction where we're going to be much more aware of our humanity and why our humanity exists soon. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Yeah. Why else are we here? Think how stupid it is. We're on a rock floating in space. This is so stupid makes no sense. Why would we be here? What's the point? The only point is experience. It's it. Why do we need to experience this? I don't know. Growth, expansion, like, uh, like, why can't we experience this as spirit? Why can't we experience this as aliens? Why can't we? It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's intriguing. It, it makes no sense that we live on a planet with trees and snails. I mean, how stupid are snails? The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mosquitoes. This is stupid. Stop it right now. Who invented mosquitoes? This is dumb. But here we are, irritated by mosquitoes. Having Get outside, everyone. (laughs) I know, exactly. But yeah, I mean, think about it. Some people are allergic to mosquitoes and their whole face blows up and they welt up. Why? I don't know. Interesting. Maybe you were bored and you needed to be allergic to something. Like all of these things, when you think about them and really sit inside of them, none of it makes sense. But we're trying to make sense of it all right here. And here we are trying to make sense and <laughs> just dragging all of you along with us. <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah, this it's funny because, you know, we start with something and then you get your downloads and then we just follow the we follow the ride. Oh, road, yeah. I love it. 
Yeah. And I mean, just imagine tomorrow if everyone woke up and had the same house and the same job and everyone had 40 bars of gold, then what do you do? You better go go outside. You better put your feet in the earth and you better start dancing. I know. Go dance. That's what this, that's what it's all about. We're going to, we're going to reel it back. We're going to reel it back to the body and have fun with it and enjoy it and go out and smell the roses and do a project. You'll feel like a million bucks. You feel physically good, but yeah. Thanks for being here again, Allison. Oh, thanks for having me. I love it. It's love so this good. topic. I know it makes me just feel very present. I don't know. It yeah, makes very things, grounded. Yeah, feel less chaotic. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like flowers are here for us, literally just to look at and smell. That's nice. Think about how dumb that is, but how awesome at the same time. Like it when just you start, makes everything so simple and so on purpose yeah then it's like we don't you don't have to worry about all that just let it go just let all the rest of that stuff go yeah and that's what I love about this conversation so good well thanks for being here yeah thank you all right we'll we'll see you guys here next week thanks so much Bye. bye thanks for listening if you would like to connect on a more personal level head over to meredithwillits.com or on instagram at meredith with a y for behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.